Church, welcome to our second week of reflecting on Joseph during this Advent season. We are exploring our incarnation lives, our human lives with God in the world. Paul, you explore this week what you call forgottenness, and you've entitled the reflection Joseph the Forgotten. Can you talk a bit about that forgottenness? in our lives. Peter, I start the, the reflection this week with a story um, that's really important to me in my past about a man named Fred Bell who used to come up to me, probably I'm going to say about 10 years in a row after the Christmas Eve service. And every single time uh, he would uh, say how good the service was and how much he enjoyed New Year's or Christmas Eve worship. But he would always say to me, almost like he was stuck in a rut with this, but he'd always say to me, you know, you didn't really talk about Joseph this year. And I think about Joseph as the forgotten man in the Christmas story. And I would love to see you uh, preach on Joseph one year on Christmas Eve. And many years later, I told that story to his adult children when we were planning his funeral. And they readily, like right away, interacted amongst themselves with how they saw their dad as having experienced uh, being forgotten. That that was a major theme uh, in his life about his self-understanding of his own personal journey, which was very, very sad and traumatic uh, for them. We are human beings, which means we, we live, we walk on the ground, we are rooted here on earth. And so many questions about, that come from human beings, like what is this for? Um, am I getting any help? Is anybody noticing? Uh, is anybody out there? Uh, feeds towards this idea of our need to know um, something more about ourselves that we sometimes can't quite understand just by living and breathing and walking through our lives and our work and our families here on earth. We just have this, we have this deep desire to know, is anybody listening? Uh, is anybody remembering me? And I um, see being forgotten as a really important, powerful theme in human life and in the human spiritual life. Dementia or Alzheimer's is such a crisis in our society. But if you think about it, it's a crisis physically, yes, um, with the weakening of the human mind and our capacity to remember. And those people who have been affected by it, it is, it is devastating. But I think and this is my, my theory on these things, I think that there's a strong connection between Alzheimer's as a physical disease or dementia as a physical reality and actually as, as a cultural dynamic, as a cultural reality. And the reason is because we are terrified about being forgotten. We are terrified by the notion that our lives don't mean much, that we're not, we're not contributing, that we're not making a difference, that there is a kind of a, uh, a uselessness that we feel. 
And uh, Joseph, uh, we have forgotten Joseph in a way. My friend, friend Fred Bell, I think is correct about his observations. And uh, we talk about that a little bit in the piece. And I talked about it a little bit last week about how we have sort of sidelined Joseph. And so I'm, I'm making the connection between Joseph the forgotten and our own sense of being forgotten. As we talk about forgottenness, um, you've brought up remembering. Why is remembering so powerful? Remembering is so powerful because, you know, and it's kind of, it's obvious in one sense because it counters our experience of being forgotten or being discarded or being ignored. And when we have the experience of being remembered by someone, or when we have the sense of being remembered by God um, even more powerfully, I mean, it is electrifying to the human spirit uh, to be noticed, to be remembered, um, to have somebody uh, by their actions or their words or their gestures uh, send a signal to us that we are not alone, that we're not um, being taken for granted, uh, that we're not sidelined in this story of life or the story of the church or the relationships in our families. Uh, there is something that is beautiful and powerful and just intangibly um, glorious in being remembered. It usually happens in little ways. Uh, one story that I think uh, I don't have time in the, in the reflection to go into, but I've referred to it, is, is the story of Mephibosheth, who is a, uh, a relative of uh, uh, David's friend, beloved friend, Jonathan. And David asked the question, um, is there anybody still around in Jonathan's family that I'm forgetting, that, I'm, that needs to be paid attention to? And as the story unfolds, it's this beautiful reunion of King David with Mephibosheth, who is a man who has a lot of personal challenges in his life. And the fact that David, in the recesses of his mind, went back, and the story of Mephibosheth being honored and being restored because David asked the question, is there somebody that we should be remembering? is one of the most beautiful emotional stories in all of Scripture. The children of Israel struggle in their incarnation lives, in their calling in the world. They struggle over and over and over. Is God thinking about us? Is God remembering us? And they actually say it throughout the Psalms. There is a lot of expression. There's a whole tradition of expression in the Psalms, which are our prayers, of God, are you, have you forgotten us? Have you abandoned us? Are you not listening to us when we pray? And over and over and over throughout the story of Israel, God is the God who remembers Israel. And God constantly reminds Israel that I've rem I'm remembering you. I'm thinking about you. I'm watching, um, I'm watching over you. And so this dynamic of being forgotten as something that is horrifying to human beings, and being remembered, something that is glorious, is the question and the dynamic that I want to raise in our thinking around um, the piece this week. In the piece, you, you reference our ministry of remembering, 
And what does that look like for us? And what does Joseph have to do with that? The very last line of the piece, I basically suggest that that's Joseph's gift to Mary, that Joseph's role in Mary's life, um, and I don't go into it in detail, but it's there to be read in the scriptures, that if you look at Joseph's life and his relationship to Mary, on several levels, as the story unfolds, Joseph is there for Mary, he is with Mary, he's supporting Mary, he's protecting Mary, he's providing for Mary. And Mary is the one through whom God is working wonderfully in um, bringing us the Messiah, Jesus, uh, Mary's son and Joseph's son. But Mary has all kinds of reasons to be afraid, to be filled with doubt and fear. And the way that the text describes Joseph is you get this picture of what it means to be there for somebody. And I see Joseph and his strength and his solid love and his persistent um, presence with Mary as a kind of a sign. And and I see that, and, and at the end of the day, uh, Joseph is the one who basically receives the vision about the naming of Jesus. And in that same text in Matthew, we read that the baby will be named Emmanuel, which is, means God with us. And so um, in the piece, I, I start with Joseph the Forgotten, but I actually come out somewhere else. And, and Joseph is the one who uh, helps us to remember God's love for us. Just like last week, we're going to now just hear the reflection um, that Paul wrote this week. I'll just read through the reflection and then the following question and prayer. For several years in a row, immediately following the Christmas service, a retired gentleman in our congregation named Fred made it his priority to find me at the front of the sanctuary. Every time, he asked when I was going to get around to focusing on Joseph, who he claimed was the forgotten man in our Christian Christmas celebrations. Years later, while planning Fred's funeral, I recounted the story of his, this Christmas pattern to his family, who readily reflected among themselves that the sense of being forgotten was a defining theme in their father's life. It seems true that Joseph takes a bit of a back seat to Mary. There is only one Mary. There is only one Abraham. From time to time, God works through uniquely anointed people, and we all benefit because of them. But this doesn't mean that everyone else is unimportant. That said, Joseph does come across as a kind of shadowy, best-supporting minor figure in the gospel accounts, slipping out of view quite early after the birth and early childhood stories without barely a mention. Unlike Mary, he does not seem to be actively present and involved throughout Jesus' ministry. Very few Christmas carols or Christmas Eve sermons or theology books focus on Joseph. The experience of forgetting and being forgotten is common among human beings, while the sense of being remembered is downright exhilarating and soul-giving. My grandparents, committed Christians all of their lives, felt forgotten by the church during a number of their retirement years. Forgottenness, forgottenness regularly accompanies disappointment, failure, sickness, loss, and other personal and large-scale disasters. People who think deeply about the macro issues of earth and history, world and culture, worry a lot about things, important things, being forgotten. 
Prisoners that I've met recently desperately want to be remembered by their visitors long after they have left. Dementia is both a widespread cultural crisis, in addition to being a physical scourge, because I believe we are traumatized by being forgotten. I wonder if our culture's obsession with recognition and fame is also somehow rooted here in our need to be remembered and our suspicion that we are forgotten. While not believing in God is a prevalent major human reality, I think it might be possible that the sense of being forgotten by God is just as widespread and troubling. As you reflect on the dynamic of being forgotten, one thing to remember about Joseph is that he was the one who received the revelation about the naming of the baby. Joseph undoubtedly knew better than most that the baby was God with us. You see, forgottenness is actually not Joseph's life application for us after all. Being loved by God who was with us, even in our experience of being forgotten, is actually at the heart of Joseph's legacy. Along with Joseph, the biblically obscure experiences of people like Hagar in Genesis 16 and Mephibosheth in 2 Samuel 2.9 remind us in surprising and healing ways that even minor characters are precious in God's remembering. While traveling overseas and visiting a good friend's mother in her nursing home, we noticed some letters tacked to the wall by her bed. We realized that they were copies of emails from her son, our friend, keeping her up to date and involved in various situations and developments and trips and opportunities that were taking place in his family and, the life, uh, and his life of work and ministry. The emotional revelation for us was that our friend was remembering, loving, and valuing his mom even though she had lost her capacity to remember him and her loved ones many years before. Maybe this reality of God who remembers is a special gift to us from Joseph the Forgotten. And maybe this realization can help shape our self-understanding for friendship and ministry with those we love and those we meet. Maybe Christians are best understood as God with us, I will remember you kind of people who are constantly learning what it means to help others realize that even in dreadful circumstances, they are not forgotten. When we reflect on what we do know about Joseph's life in Scripture, it sure seems to me that this ministry of remembering was really at the center of his gift to Mary. There are a few questions for this coming week as you think about the tension between forgot being forgotten and power of remembering. Number one, how do I experience God's remembering? Number two, what are some ways that you think will help people when they feel like they are forgot being forgotten? And how do you experience that God remembers you and the church and the world? Our prayer this week is Jesus, who is always with me. Help me to recognize your presence in my life in every circumstance. And help me to point to your remembering presence in the lives of people I love and in the lives of people I meet. Amen.